Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, a woman is arrested at Disney's Hollywood Studios for assaulting an officer. A six-year-old boy donates his Disney vacation savings to hurricane evacuees and gets a big surprise from Mickey Mouse. Spoiler alert, Mickey showed up wanting to know where his money was. Uh, We're also going to talk about some of the reactions to cruise lines changing their itineraries because of Hurricane Dorian. And a little later on, we're going to talk about something that I think many of us are thinking. Is the current downturn in attendance at Walt Disney World a sign that maybe it's all gotten to be too much finally? All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 1047 for the week of September 10th, 2019. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And by Dizboards.com. Join the more than 1 million people every month who plan their vacations on Dizboards.com. Head over there and join in the conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Sean Falk. Hi. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Denny Sunderly. Hi there. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. And back in the production, associate producer, Mr. Corey Fiascanaro. Hi, guys. And producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. Nope, you're off. <laughs> I know, I was off. That's why I turned it back on. And I'm so off. You're still off. You're still off. I'll get on. Okay, <laughs> you'll figure it out. All right, well, welcome to the show, folks. Uh, hope you are having a good week. And uh, want to start out in housekeeping just by saying sorry that we did not do a show last week. There was too much uncertainty uh, Monday night about what, was gonna, what we were going to be seeing here in terms of the storm, we were pretty certain it wasn't going to hit us. Uh, but there was still, as of Monday night, there were still discussions about 50-mile-an-hour gusts and lots of rain. And I just decided it was safer for everybody to stay home than to come in and do a show. Of course, we end up with the nicest weather we've had in Orlando in months. It I had was, a leaf fall in our front yard. It was gorgeous. <laughs> it was news. gorgeous. Um I'll tell you what was even more gorgeous. The traffic was amazing. Oh, I know. There was oh none. I-4 for like, days. No yeah. hurricanes coming. I was like, I was able to get somewhere on time. Like, it yeah. never happens here. It was amazing. It was crazy. It was crazy. But uh, fortunately, we're very grateful that, uh, you know, it didn't hit us. But uh, our thoughts need to be with the folks in the Bahamas who had a Category 5 hurricane stalled over their island for 40 for zero hours. Uh, so when, they, when they're talking about the devastation, it is, it, it's the worst I've, I think I've ever seen. I mean, mm-hmm. you, have you seen the Google map, uh, the Google yeah. Earth oh, thing, yeah. where like, it shows the, the fade from what it was to where it is now? Oh, yeah. And like 75% of that island like went underwater. It was insane. No, it's, like, it's, it's, it's terrible. Um, so uh, 
I want to be there in the worst way to help out, but the the best way to help out is to donate donate what you can. You yes, know? donate exactly, exactly. So, um, all right. Also, um, want to uh, officially announce our London meet, our London Diz meet. Um, coming, uh, we're going to be doing that on Thursday, October third, from five to eight p.m. at the same location uh, I did it last year, the Draft House Westbridge. It's on Battersea Bridge Road in London. Uh, we will have a link in the show notes page for signups. We are, as we were last year, limited in the number of spaces that we have because the the pub can only hold so many folks. Um, I believe we are about, I announced it on social media a few days ago. I believe we are about half full. As of the last time I looked, that number could change. But um, we are going to be doing, we are going to have hors d'oeuvres and finger foods and stuff. Uh, It's going to be a cash bar. But we have the whole place to ourselves, basically. Uh, uh, Sean and I, along with John and Kevin, are going to be there. So again, that's Thursday, October 3rd from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Draft House West Bridge on Battersea Bridge Road in London. So check out the show notes, disunplug.com for links. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll try and make sure a link goes in the description just below this. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, do we have anything else? Yes. I want to thank everybody who sent their condolences about Julie's brother who... Uh, who was killed in a car accident uh, just over three weeks ago, uh, whether it be through email, direct message, uh, social media. Um, we really appreciate it. He was, he would have been 37 October 1st. He was a firefighter for 15 years. Um, and he was, he was killed in a car accident. A tree, an oak tree fell on a, a country road seconds before he, he was, it just happened. It, it was a, it was a crazy, crazy, accident he was heading to work he was dressed in his firefighter gear and uh, an oak tree fell and he was killed instantly but we really appreciate um all the condolences and, and all the everybody who reached out uh I, i'm saying it because julie could not um but she'll be at the show next week and and hopefully she holds it together it's she it's been tough uh for for us and the family he left a wife and um four kids mm. um so Really appreciate it, everybody. Let's now to something happy. Yeah, I just um, I wanted to uh, just say uh, it was great to meet so many viewers. We had the coolest opportunities the day that Galaxy's Edge opened and Food and Wine started to meet a bunch of viewers, and then also um, got to meet Rory from West Virginia and Heather from Michigan and Pixie from the Orlando area and Brian from Canada, if I'm not mistaken, in the airport that Friday that you oh, gave yeah, your yeah, big yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. interview. And he was so, so nice. So My big interview. Yes. That well, was so funny. Hey. <laughs> that was so, so but funny. It's just um, neat to meet viewers. So thank you for saying hi. Never gets old. No. Nope. That never gets old. So cool. Just took everything in my system right now to hold back from not interrupting Denny. Because oh. that's all I wanted to do. <laughs> Anytime <laughs> I hear sure. her talk, I just want to be like, Jump right in. Why does she need a voice? Just exactly. <laughs> What? what? Thank you, Craig. We'll that, fail you. Yeah. Oh, are you getting criticized? Yeah. No, we won't work. Yeah. Anyway, um, I I just wanted to. Um, I forgot half of what I was about to say, but just uh, I wanted to let people know on uh, Patreon, I just started a series of um, those audio-only podcasts where I started re-watching all the Star Wars movies in their chronological order, so that's episode one, 
moving forward and um, whew, doozy. That was a doozy. Um, so there's going to be a series of those. Uh, episode one is out. Episode two is going to come out soon um, within the next couple of days because I recorded um, three of them so far. But um, they're fun, I guess. Um, they'll be more fun oh, when they're a bad movie. <laughs> I guess it's it's tough, but. Um, that's on the $5 and up tier for you to check out. And there's been some posts all over the site for that stuff. So just make sure you're checking in on that because Craig and I will also be out in Disneyland um, this weekend. We're going to go cover all the new Halloween stuff, the Oogie Boogie Bash. And so there'll be uh, tons of content on there and on our regular sites and everywhere. So get ready for an explosion of Halloween. And I actually, uh, I, I don't know exactly when uh, I'll, I'll have this up, but I'm going to be doing something exclusively for Patreon. Um, I discovered uh, I had to have some work done in the house a few weeks ago and I had to move some stuff around and I discovered a couple of old VHS tapes oh um, how do you spell that? <laughs> um, one of them was the January 1998 trip that John and I took uh, the vacation we took here that ended up resulting in John getting a job at Disney um and uh, some funny well first of all I can only watch it in like 5 or 10 minute increments because John was doing most of the videotaping and and John thought that point of line of sight point of view videotaping <laughs> okay. was a good idea um, and literally after 10 minutes I'm nauseous <laughs> um, so it's going to require a lot of editing before wasn't that the year Steve was born? 1998? I'm just kidding. Um, So uh, I'm going to put that together. That was really cool. But I discovered something else. I don't know exactly. I have to look and see if I can figure out what the date on this was. But uh, it's got to be 1999 or 2000. uh, Is a a tape of a cruise that we were on. Um, It must have been a three or four night because it was in the Bahamas. I don't think they were doing seven nights yet. And uh, Bob is on stage on the main pool. They've pulled people up to do YMCA. <laughs> oh, Lord. And I have video of Bob doing YMCA. Um, so I am going to compile that stuff and see what I can come up with. I don't know. Uh, it's probably going to be a little while before I get it together. But um, it was really... Um, Happy and sad. Oh, I know. I bet. To watch yeah, that? Yeah. Um, but you find comfort in watching old videos and photos. <clears throat> it, it really, I, I wish I videoed more. It, well, yeah. I think it makes it, uh, it, 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 I was telling this to Craig because when I went home for Christmas, I was kind of doing the same thing for my mom. I bought her one of the things where you could record the, the, the VHS tapes into the mm-hmm. computer. And I'm going through, and my best friend's uh, father, um, who's also named Tom Bell, um, uh, coincidentally, but um, he passed away suddenly when we were 16. And um, he was the commissioner of our baseball league, and I had video of him that I then sent Kim um, of her father that she said she had no video of him. They only had these wow. couple of pictures. And so it was, I didn't realize what you captured, but I was talking to Craig about it, how it's, you know, in the line of work that we do, it's kind of weird how we've come so far to be these, like, historians of not just like not just the places in Disney but like of people you know of us of the people we interact with and it's just this crazy like footprint well, that you make you don't even realize yeah, I'm looking like, at John and I uh, we were 33 holy crap in this tape 
Oh. I think John was about to turn 33. I had yeah. just turned 33. You were 36 when you hired me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this was the last vacation we took to Disney World uh, before this became a thing. I mean, the Diz was already in existence. And I could see on the tape that we're going, I'm looking at like what we're filming. And I was gathering content. I was gathered, but the site wasn't even a year old at this point. It was on that trip, as a matter of fact, that for the first time we surpassed 1,000 unique visitors in a day. Oh, wow. Oh, that's um, cute. It was on that trip. So, um, very interesting to look back at that. Yeah. And wow. think about, like, okay, at that, I'm looking at this and going, we had no idea what was about to happen. We had no idea. Like how much our lives were about to change. Um, going back to that, that uh, the Bahamas trip was Disney going. I think Disney was going to Freeport at that point, right? No, this was NASA. It was this NASA, was definitely okay. NASA. And Bob's obsession with filming Sunrise. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. There's about yeah. three sunrises filmed oh. on this day. Um, I haven't gone through them in detail. Uh, Bob was much better on the camera than John was. Um, there's a reason I have to hire staff to do that because John certainly couldn't. Um, John's very good at many things. That wasn't one of them. But uh, so yeah, I just wanted to yeah, that's mention cool. that. So anything else for housekeeping? No. All right. Let's go ahead and start with the news. First story is about this woman that got drunk and was pissed off that she couldn't find a cigarette at Hollywood Studios. Um. Her name is Ellen McMillan. She's 53 years old and was arrested Thursday night in the parking lot of Hollywood Studios after causing a scene when a taxi cab driver didn't have a cigarette to give her. According to the Orlando Sentinel, the intoxicated woman approached the cab driver and asked him for a cigarette when he told her that he didn't have one, as he does not smoke. McMillan got angry and made several attempts to slap him. The Orange County arrest affidavit states that a Disney security officer was concerned about other guests when he saw the woman as she struggled to stay on her feet, slurred her words, and smelled like alcohol. A sheriff deputy in the area noticed the commotion and guided McMillan over to a bench. Reports state that when asked for her ID, she tossed her purse on the ground and said, here, (laughs) she's a charmer. (laughs) You know, um... Deputies arrested her on a misdemeanor count of disorderly intoxication, and, she, uh, and as she was being arrested, she kicked the deputy several times and was also charged with third-degree felony battery on a law enforcement officer. Bad day for you. Um, the arrest affidavit also stated that the Disney security officer suggested that McMillan receive a no-trespassing ban from all Walt Disney World Resort properties. However, according to a post on the woman's Facebook page, she had dinner at a Disney Springs restaurant two days later. Um, well, she's asking for trouble now. Well, I have an issue with this story. I mean, who in the world takes cabs anymore? I mean, <laughs> okay. it's like... This so is, that's the real, <laughs> that's, that's the real the crux of the story. It's like, really, a cab? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the first thing I honestly thought about this is I'm assuming, and I could be wrong, but I'm assuming she was leaving the park. So if she's that intoxicated, she got that intoxicated in the park. And it's food and wine festival, yeah, you're right. You see a lot. Well, this is Hollywood Studios. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So she was she could have Hollywood walked from Epcot. I no, guess. I guess she could have, but considering she could barely stand, I doubt it. But um, you know, they're serving. They're serving alcohol. 
And unfortunately, I think we're, you know, given the propensity now that it's in the Magic Kingdom, it's they've been increasing the amount of alcohol being served and locations of it being served. Uh, we are one bad day away from a massive liability lawsuit. Well, I mean, I know Disney, I'm shocked. Like, this had to have been a sheriff's deputy that was like happened to be strolling by or something that saw this because there is no way Disney is usually really good about keeping things like this hush hush whenever it happens I mean I know just from the time I worked there there were all sorts of stuff that went on that usually would have been like big news I mean there's there's people who literally book rooms because they want to die at Disney and there's people who literally kill themselves in their hotel rooms so they do a great job of keeping a lot of things under wraps and obviously, I think it's because of stuff like this, because immediately p- places pick up on it, like, oh, this happened. And then it's like they were the ones serving them alcohol. And it gives this negative view of Disney, I guess. So I'm shocked that they even like that anyone would have called well, the police or even got this out, especially if she was leaving the park. Once an arrest warrant is issued, it's public record. They can't. Right, right. Disney can't do anything about that. Right. Um, if it's just their security intervening. Mm-hmm. Right. And no one is arrested. That's different. The minute the police get involved, mm-hmm. now there has to be a public record. Right. Um, even though a lot of the Disney security officers are, in fact, off-duty Orange County sheriffs. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter. They're not in that. As a, as a security officer, they're not in that capacity. So it's when they're in the capacity of an Orange County sheriff and they arrest somebody, uh, Orange County deputy, I should say. Um, that's when it becomes. But, um, you know. I think I think it's calls into question. Uh, it's I don't mind. Obviously, I, I mean, I drink and I enjoy places like Baseline Tap House. And I'll keep saying Baseline Tap House because it's a very relaxed atmosphere. It's not like. It's not like that right. atmosphere that you get in um, Rose and Crown at Epcot, where it's just everybody's trying to grab mm-hmm. alcohol and whatever. It's just it's a hangout, and I and I love to meet people there and just chat and like. But then you see all these like pop up carts everywhere you walk now mm-hmm. that are selling alcohol mm-hmm. to people, and I get it. That's how they're going to make uh, profit on people. But I think they have to be. If you're going to serve, you need to be responsibly serving people. And I'm not saying like limit everybody who walks in the gate to two drinks, but you need to be judging as a bartender. That's part of your job as a bartender is to be able to register whether the person who is purchasing alcohol is beyond well, responsible limit. Here's the thing. Half the people serving alcohol at Epcot are college kids. Yeah. Okay? Because it's in the food and wine, it's in the kiosk. These are not bartenders. These are not trained bartenders. They're doing a pour of alcohol and handing it to somebody. Um, and we've, you know, this has been talked about uh, increasingly over the last few years, uh, the kind of intoxication mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we're seeing at Epcot, mm-hmm. that it's getting worse and worse and worse. And like I said, this unfortunately <clears throat> is going to end when Disney is slammed with a multi-million dollar liability lawsuit because someone is sir overserved in their parks goes out god forbid gets into an accident kills somebody else mm-hmm. um it's going to be that i don't know why they don't see this coming i don't know we're going to talk about how short-sighted they are a little later on in this show um, you know, I, from a I different think- standpoint but on this issue that nothing has been done i mean mm-hmm. we've been talking about it for a few years now yeah yeah the you know, sorry no, it's true but what um i think what uh, like going back to base house, it seems like they um, like they're very aware 
Because yeah. it, it's like if you go in there, they're very aware. It's not like there's not a crowd of people in there. There's a line, but those they they they're professionals. They not not like the more. the yeah. popcorn stand that's also serving beer. Yeah. It's um but what you're saying, Pete, it's like when people do around the world, you might have somebody who's not as drunk. Mm-hmm. buying a beer for somebody who's yeah. passed out on the bench over there. And so you're not at a bar where they see the progression True. of you going, all right, he's had five shots, he's yeah. done. They're making their way around. So it's I'm wondering how Disney could do that besides doing blow well, tests at every... Well, sorry, the only thing I have to interrupt here is we know, like, according to the story, unless I'm not reading the right one, we know for a fact that she asked for the cigarette from a cabbie. It never said that she was in the park being overserved or anything. Sure. I, I mean, as locals as we are, I pretty much exclusively park in the theme park parking lots and go in that way. And I would say I'm noticing more and more now that locals or anyone else who is driving is sitting in the parking lot drinking before they go in because they mm. want to... You know, they want to help out. I just saw it the other night. Kylie and I were going into Epcot, and this lady and her boyfriend or husband were getting in a fight with security because they were trying to walk in with their drinks, and they were plastered and smelled. And they're like, it's just lemonade. Just let us through. And it's like, no one's going to believe you. And this girl was feisty. And the 75-year-old security officer she was working with like she would have started clawing him apart and it's they came from we followed them in from the parking lot so it's clear that they were either drinking and driving got there and did it or they were out pounding in the parking lot and i think that's starting to happen a lot more too in this case this lady might have been could be she could have been walking just from the parking lot yeah like they said i don't know for a fact that she was served uh in the park um but it, 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 I do know that intoxication in the parks, especially at Epcot, especially during the festivals, which is pretty much all year long, is an increasing problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday and but, Saturday nights during food and wine, that's not fun. That's yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's it, not it, fun at it all. It changes big time. It does. Yeah. And, and you just have to keep your head down and keep moving. And especially if you've got a family in there with you, it's, it can be hard because people are just, they've come with the sole um, goal of getting trash. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's The really language drives hard. me nuts because yeah, we don't, it, it, the language, yeah. it just, ooh. It's hard. But anyway. So, all right, on to a happier story. <laughs> uh, six-year-old Jermaine Bell of Jacksonville spent over a year saving up for a trip to Walt Disney World for his seventh birthday. As it did with many other vacation planners, Hurricane Dorian changed Jermaine's plans in a big way, which resulted in this young man's selfless act of compassion. As the hurricane was approaching the South Carolina coast, Jermaine made the decision to use his savings to purchase hundreds of hot dogs, bags of chips, and bottled water. He served hurricane evacuees free of charge as they passed through a South Carolina town where he was visiting his grandmother. On Sunday, September 8th, uh, that was Jermaine's seventh birthday, uh, during the celebration, Mickey Mouse and a group of Walt Disney World cast members made a surprise visit to his birthday party, uh, and Jermaine and his family were presented with a VIP vacation to Walt Disney World that will be redeemed later this month. I think that is such a great story. I love great yeah. stories like this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know? So it's like hope for the world, you know, a kid like this, somebody like that, selfless, you know. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's like natural disasters really bring it out in people. 
Uh, while, while it can bring the worst out in some, it can bring the best out in others. Yeah. And I think this is a great example of that. And, you know, Disney uh, taking the opportunity to do something like this, I thought was really, really cool. But I also want to talk about something that I thought um, was very telling about the hurricane. Uh, most of you know that I got interviewed by CNN uh, right before Dorian was supposed to hit us. Orlando resident. Peter. All right. Orlando resident. <laughs> Peter. You live here? Um, and uh, what was interesting about that was that um, I, they reached out to me uh, because uh, no one from PR, Disney PR, would talk to them. And I'm like, that's so crazy. Why wouldn't PR talk to them? And I meant everything I said in that interview, that safest place to be in Orlando Mm -hmm. during a hurricane is Walt Disney World. Um, Well, I found out the reason that PR doesn't talk to the media ahead of a hurricane is they don't want to be seen profiting off the hurricane. They don't want it to be seen as though they're out there promoting themselves Mm. and come to Disney. It's okay to be at Disney World during a hurricane. That makes sense. And I was like, okay, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. At first, I just thought they hit the head. Mm -hmm. Like, why wouldn't you tell people this? This is, Mm -hmm. you know, this is, they're amazing. Look, you can, even though the hurricane didn't hit, um, some friends were staying, yes. (laughs) Some friends were staying at the boardwalk. They were doing... 10 and $15 buffets for people in the convention center at the boardwalk. Good buffets. Good, yeah. Yeah, like good. Yeah. Yeah. We Uh, have friends who live on the coast, and my husband shared your interview on Facebook, and they saw it. And they're younger. They used to be um, in my husband's youth ministry way back in the day. And so they were afraid about what to do. They have two little kids, and this hurricane is coming, and, and this is crazy. They heard your words. They called Disney, made a reservation for those two nights, and she said she had such peace, and they had an absolute blast yeah. coming over here. So that was huge, what you did. And so. I, 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 this, this will tie into what I want to talk about next, not necessarily a news story, but more of a rant, and not against Disney. No, my issue is with you, you people, some of you. Um... If you are going to book a vacation in Central Florida, let's say between the beginning of August and the middle of October, there is a better than average chance there may be a hurricane. This is not news. This is not new. This has been going on for time immemorial. Florida gets hurricanes. There's a season. We call it hurricane season. This is not in anyone's control, right? Nobody, this is an act of God. This is not in anybody's control. The best that we can do is adjust. And the best any business can do is try and adjust and look at the forecast and make decisions that they Mm -hmm. think are in the Mm -hmm. best interests of their, their, their guests and their, their business, um, which is what Disney has done consistently, not just uh, with Dorian, but with every hurricane I have covered 
uh, for the last 22 years. I have never been able to really find any fault with how Disney handles themselves and conducts their business and prioritizes the safety of their guests and their cast uh, when a a hurricane hits. So you can imagine my utter surprise, no, disgust, at some of the comments being made about the fact that Disney Cruise Line, uh, which, here's a newsflash, has cruise ships on the ocean where the hurricane is, okay? That they had to make adjustments. They had to make adjustments, mm-hmm. yeah. right? For the safety of everybody they're on not that going, ship. They're not going to go driving through a storm unless that's the only option, right? But not their first choice. So... There was the eighth, uh, the August thirtieth sailing mm-hmm. of the Dream, which I believe was a three day. Was a three day, and it got extended. It got it originally got extended by a day. It, it originally got extended to a five day. It ended up being extended to a six day. And then at first, Hell the, yeah. se- the September second cruise they announced would become a two night cruise. And then when they had to extend the previous sailing another day. They canceled that cruise. Now, Disney was not alone in doing this. Carnival, along with many other cruise lines, uh, had to cancel cruises, extend cruises that were out there in order to make sure everyone was safe. The complaints I have been seeing about this. Like on social? On social, there's been news reports. There was Mm. one news report that people on a carnival cruise were complaining that because they were extended, that it resulted, and they added ports and they added stops, right? They did. That uh, complained about the unexpected expenses for alcohol, soft drinks, and excursions. Oh, Oh, Lord. Oh, I thought they were complaining because they were stuck on a carnival ship for that long. Well, <laughs> there's that. that made, made um, but even people that were on uh, the Dream, there were complaints. There were complaints about the cancellation. There were complaints about the extension. There were complaints. What the hell is wrong with you? I get you're disappointed. I really do. I understand. You know... Uh, the average Disney cruise is booked a year plus out and you are planning and you are having to coordinate your flights and your hotels. And I get it. I really do. But it's one thing if cruise line wakes up one morning and says, you know what? We're going to cancel a cruise. We just don't feel like going. Then you got something to bitch about. But when there's a category five hurricane heading right for us, (laughs) and especially with this one, The forecast kept shifting. One day, it was heading right for us. The next day, it was going to stay off the coast. Then the next day, it was a little further out. Then the next day, it was a little closer. Then it was going to hit us again. And they're having to... They're having to respond to this and Mm -hmm. figure out. Mm -hmm. And it's not like they can wait till the day of. They have to make preparations. It's not like they wanted to do this. (laughs) They had to. 
And I understand, I mean, it happened to our family with Irma. We had the seven-night um, Western Caribbean booked, and we didn't find out until, if I remember correctly, it was Tuesday of that week. We were supposed to leave on Saturday, and uh, they shut it down. And we were hopeful, hopeful, and then we got that email, and that was it. And I get it. We were disappointed. That's our entire family vacation. That was We'd worked time off, the whole nine yards. But, but when you, you got to have the perspective and back up just a little bit and look at the situation at large. Like you said, they don't want to make this decision because no, no. it's millions of dollars. Sure. It's mm-hmm. Tons of man hours they're going to have to spend on the computer and on the phone and talking with guests and talking them mm-hmm. down off the edge and all that jazz. I get it. But it's for the guest safety, right? And if you are going to sail during hurricane season and you don't buy trip insurance which is exactly what that is for. This situation is exactly what that trip insurance is for. So you, you can use your trip insurance if your cruise has been extended? Your, your, your trip insurance covers anything that, imp, anything that impacts your vacation. Okay. So your cruise has been extended. Let's say you have to flight. rebook flights. Okay, yeah, yeah, true. Let's say yeah. you have to add hotel nights. Mm-hmm. This has happened to a lot of people. Cruise insurance handles that. Hmm. Trip insurance handles that. Um, am I right? For the most part, yeah. Um, it definitely helps out. Usually it's it's more on the medical side, but, I mean, certainly it was that was one of the issues here. So on the 30th getting extended, fantastic for those people that were there. Of course, I had more clients personally that were on the September 2nd that got reduced to a two-day. Um, and so they kind of got put into this two-day, which ended up being canceled. The frustration with it was because at that point it wasn't canceled. People who got a lot of insurances outside of Disney, their cruise didn't get canceled. It just got readjusted. So they couldn't really bank in on an insurance. They didn't have an actual claim there because the trip was still happening. It just was shortened. And Disney offered, instead of the four-day sailing, it was a two-day, and so you'd get 50% of your money back. Which sounds fair on paper, but it's also like, do I want to do a two day cruise instead of a four day? Especially when the thing doesn't leave until like five or nine. Yeah, Yeah, all that. Yeah, Yeah, and that that was the problem. So, like, sometimes, like, I had a family that was having a land and sea package. They were already here. So, and they were at Disney until September 2nd. So, once they were already here, they found out that the September 2nd was now a fourth. So, now they have the second and the third. They have no hotel. They have no, they're just on Disney property. And they're like, we don't know where we're going to go. So it was all just very up in the air for them and for other families and stuff that were flying in. A lot were in Florida, but I didn't like when it first came out, they sent an email out to everyone that was either on uh, the 30th or the second sailing of the dream. And then, of course, to your agent, if you were booked through a travel agency, and it explained, okay, we're extending this one, reducing this one down to a two-day. If you don't want to sail... Um, they weren't offering your money back was the thing if you just couldn't go and I was like but you should offer people their money back they were only offering you a credit for what you paid towards a future cruise and you had to choose that future cruise by this Halloween so it didn't give you a lot of time to figure out like what can I do by this Halloween like most of the sailings the price has already gone up on like what you would be picking there's not necessarily a new thing that's happening and it also had to be booked through a special department within disney so it wasn't like you could just call disney and rebook it um 
so the problem I ran into and like what would be great if Disney changed it was Disney contacted my clients and every other travel agent's clients directly, which they typically don't do at all. Um, they're so supposed to go through the they're agent. They're supposed to go through the agent, which they did contact us as well, but they wanted the guests to call in themselves. They wanted the, the direct guest interaction. I don't know what the reasoning behind that was. I don't know if it was because they thought they could just tell the clients whatever and it wouldn't be like fact checked or anything. I don't, I'm not sure what the reasoning was. And so I went ahead and called the number myself because it said like travel agents essentially like don't call. We want, we're like the agents or the, the guests need to call to rebook and figure out what they want to do. I decided to call anyway because that was like the public number. I was on hold collectively about eight hours yeah. was okay. how long it took me to get through. And this wasn't, and I'm, that's one thing it happens sometimes with like the travel agent number, but this was like the guest number that was just for them to try to get this changed. And I'm like, you know, so if it's my guests that are like in the parks currently or trying to fly to Florida and figure out what they have going on, they don't have eight hours to sit on phones and do that kind of stuff. I'm like, you need more people on this at the same time, their booking department was still just, firing people off and booking them because they only have a couple of people in this department that they had handling all these thousands and thousands of people that are trying to rebook. So it just caused the wait times to be, you know, a sh full shift long of time. I, th the first night I was on hold till like almost one thirty in the morning. So people should book trip insurance. If they had booked trip insurance, oh, yeah. then they can do that. But it's also one of the things of where like, you know, having, me being able to do that for them, like having somebody that's your agent, they were able to call in and do it, and you didn't have to and spend the time on the phone. I have to so. take the opportunity. I have to take the opportunity to uh, give a shout out to my agents at Dreams Unlimited, uh, Sean. I watched uh, yeah. for days how he uh, worked this and actually worked some miracles with a couple of clients. Oh yeah, um, I was very proud of my agents and how they handled this. That's another great. You know, it's a plug for having an agent because you've got somebody in your corner who knows the system, um, and it doesn't cost you any more money. DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. Um, but which yeah. e even the part with Disney World, it was an issue of you know I had some clients that couldn't come in until like the fifth or the sixth, and they were supposed to come in the third. Well, 180 days ago, we picked dining for them 60 days ago we got them flight of passage we got some you know you know seven doors mine train and they missed it so but, like now you can't so it's me and, on phones being like no you have to force them through let them get these and know, what i had i i, I want to say the vast majority of people were, were great and understood and but when and i didn't personally hear any complaints on our side from the dreams perspective i was just looking at what i was seeing on social what I was seeing on the boards, what I was seeing on the news about these. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Really? I don't get it. I don't get it. If you're, gonna, if you're going to travel to Florida during hurricane season, get trip insurance. Yeah. It's or that, take your chances. Or take, that, and if you, if you choose not to. Yeah. If you're aware of that option and you're aware it's hurricane season and you opt not to do that, and you travel during that time and your vacation is affected by a hurricane, then you have to accept and roll with it the best way you can because there's nothing anyone can do. Unless, of course, if you want to listen to Florida Man who suggested that we dump ice 
uh, on the uh, hurricane to cool the water so it didn't have the strength. Shut up. Oh, he, oh who, hand to God. Who said that? Hand to God. The Florida man. Oh, it was Lord. Florida man. And suggested <laughs> that we send the Air Force out to run counter, to, uh, to, to fly around counter to the hurricane to slow it down. Is that like Superman turning back? Yeah, time? right? Like, <laughs> like, and the, the sad, sad, sad thing was this guy was serious. This is like their Super Bowl. Hurricane season. They are like... Ooh, they, so, they are ready. All right. That is going to do it for the news. We're going to move on right now to rapid fire. And you got I, anything? No. You were last minute. I didn't know there was. Yeah, no. I, I have nothing. Okay. <laughs> so we'll go to Rhino. All right. Hi. I'm going to talk about how Walt Disney World annual pass holders are invited to a special event celebrating the newest color collection, Arendelle Aqua. <laughs> I hate everything about this. Denny wrote this article, yes, though, so it should I be a good one. I had to. I'm sorry. Um, the newest <laughs> color-inspired collection to hit Walt Disney World merchandise locations was announced, like I said, Arendelle Aqua from Frozen. Uh, you know how I feel about this. Um, so annual pass holders are invited to attend a pop-up event at Epcot commemorating the release of this Arendelle Aqua merchandise collection on Tuesday, September 10th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., Oh, God, I'm going to Epcot tonight. Shoot, not because of this, but I'm yeah, going to see everyone wearing this. Um, in Future World, um, just to the right of the Flavors from Fire Global Marketplace, the Arendelle Aqua Collection includes a Minnie Mouse ear headband, lounge fly backpacks, limited pin release, spirit jerseys. There's some, uh, during this VI pass holder event, annual pass holders will have the chance to purchase um, some snacks, drinks, um, and such that will be available throughout the park. There's a sponge cake, there's some slushies, um, all this fun, all the usual, the usual things, wherever they can inject this synergy into it. They've been doing a lot of VIP assholders uh, events, right? <laughs> I mean, VIP, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Just like that duck sauce. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, um, I, I mean, I do appreciate that there's a VIP pass holder event. I wish it was for something else. This. Yes. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they, they stumbled into success with the rose gold years. Yeah. Right? They weren't expecting that. That became a thing. So now, like they do with everything, let's run it into the ground. Yeah, beat that So we horse. have yeah. purple, the purple thing. Purple potion, right, or something. And yes. now we've got this. and All the pinks and everything else. And I just can't believe they didn't name it Ice. Oh. Like well, I, th- I think maybe they're gonna, people would get confused if they're having an ice event at Epcot. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> Not to be rude. But yeah, true, yeah. yeah. It's a sad time, but yeah. People walking around with the windbreakers, and yeah, it's not a good thing. You're like, uh, no. <laughs> so, all right, thank you, Rhino. Denny. All right, so Epcot International Festival of the Arts is back um, January the 17th through February 24th. They're going to have the Disney on Broadway nightly series. They just haven't. Um, release the schedule for that yet but um, I was just talking to somebody recently who said this is their favorite festival so it's cooler temps are cooler during the day Mm -hmm. and the crowds are lighter and it's just it's more fun I like personally to go paint the mural that they have out for everybody to paint and you can actually wear a spirit jersey your Arendelle Aqua spirit jersey during the day because you're not roasting but um, best time of year yeah <laughs> oh absolutely also in January right around festival time they're going to release the Canada Far and Wide Circle Vision 360 film mm-hmm. and the Beauty and the Beast sing-along that's going to alternate in the France Pavilion is going to start on uh, in January as well and the awesome planet film that everyone's waiting for with bated breath in the Lamp Pavilion 
Because this, this is my favorite festival, so I'm excited. I, yeah, yeah, I love it. I love the paintings that you can jump into and take pictures in. That's a lot of fun. Well, yeah, That's because cool. the artistic side of it, it's like it mm-hmm. actually feels different every yeah, year. It does. Some of the food will remain the same, but everything else surrounding it, it's it's got a new vibe about it. Please don't mansplain right. the event to Denny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll try not to. Okay, I'm sorry. I appreciate it. This is how I find out what criticisms you guys are getting. Um, um, so. so much fun. Thanks, Pete. Back to you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Danny. Corey. All right. It was a pretty uh, crappy uh, week for rapid fires. Uh, so I'm just going to remind people of something we have on the site. And I think I, I do this all the time. It's like my go-to. We have Disney Cruise Line state reviews. That is State room. State room reviews. reviews that... It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. We have over eighteen thousand in there, um, just under nineteen thousand for all four ships. The most we have is the fantasy, and then the dream, the magic, and then the wonder. I wonder why. But the this is something great. I mean, if you we pretty much if you go through the fantasy, we I think we have every single stateroom on here being reviewed, and. You might want to look at these, and it's been before like, you book. Yeah, yes. before you yeah. book, <laughs> it's been like so helpful, especially to me as an agent. Like when I was going through and really learning the ships and studying where it is, and because we, me and Pete just ran into that on the Alaska sailing, where like they were talking about like, oh, this room, and I'm like, oh, that's I know exactly where that location is because it's like in a grid right. in my head. But it is sometimes like there's these little things on there that you don't know, like as an agent, because all we see are the numbers or if, on the on the customer side all you see is like the grid and so you may not know that there's a washing machine you know a laundry or, room right across or from that like room, or so. looking at the the map like the you know the the ship layout you might not know that okay early in the morning when the if you're like uh, one of the top decks mm-hmm. that when they're pushing all the chairs, the chairs that it's oh very God. loud yeah, yeah. Yep. The, map, the, the, the layout doesn't show you that no. but looking at and reading these reviews you're like okay everybody's saying it's loud in the morning because mm-hmm. the re- they're moving chairs yeah. around yeah, yeah, getting, that's getting to read if you're those. on deck 5 you hear the tube at night uh-huh. down below oh that's yeah. good to know thanks yeah. Yeah. we've used them all, a lot oh yeah getting them. to read those and like seeing yeah. like oh this room's above the nightclub like yeah. or this room's you know these little things that you don't get to find out are like oh this you know, mm. the shape of this room is like randomly weird right. for some reason, you know, that kind of stuff. It's so. a good trip planning tool. Just let everybody know about it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Corey. Fiasco. All right. So I hate waiting in lines. And if you do as well, uh, just a small thing to get excited about. Mobile ordering has now arrived on the planet of Batu. You're going to be able to mobile order at Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo, Ronto Roasters, and the milk stand at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios. So if you wanted to get a quick Rano wrap or a blue or green milk or whatever you like, uh, you'll be able to do that through the mobile order app. So my Disney experience, check it out. Thank you, Fiasco. Mr. Williams. Yeah, mine is uh, the hated. What's Apparently, up? they hated Mr. Williams. No, actually, Rhino was actually uh, me. It's not him. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Because Rhino was the one who was moderating the panel, so he's number one. I'm number two. I'm the that. idiot. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, I'm going to give a, a nice shout out, like Corey did to a section of the site, in this case, not a section of our site, but on YouTube, to our Diz channel. So, we have been just literally plugging away at adding more and more videos to it between all of our coverage from <coughs> D23 Expo, from Halloween Horror Nights, from Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. We have had 
probably like 50 videos go up in the past three and a half, four weeks. It's amazing. Alone. Yeah, it's yeah. A lot of content. Every day. It's awesome. Yeah, no, and it's it's usually these times of year, this time of year is when that channel really starts flying and then getting into Christmas and we have that too. So it's, I know we have so many subscribers on this channel, which is awesome. Why don't you explain to people the difference between the Diz channel and the Diz Unplugged Exactly. And so, of course, youtube.com slash Diz Unplugged, the one you're watching this on right now, it's, this is our channel that is personality forward. So all of our shows. Well, depending are, on who's hosting. Yeah, I guess that is true. So, but you know, this is this is us sharing our opinions straight up front and and just you know it, whether it's in a show format or really like a vlog format. That's primarily what you can see. And over on YouTube.com/slash/wdwinfo, that's where you're gonna get a lot of the other content that I know people are watching on YouTube, like fireworks videos you always hear me say i'm the best person at shooting fireworks well if you're wondering where those videos are because you've never found them that's because they're over on that on the dis uh, youtube and channel. i gotta and say the job you did on new halloween um, a halloween party uh fireworks was unbelievable thank you i, I mean eh. when i sit down and watch one of those videos start to finish it's good yeah, like I. It's good. You, you throw on your job. big screen TV. Yeah, you can. Oh, that—that's the thing. It's like I'll sometimes watch them on the computer, and I, you know, because we're editing them all the time, and I just watch it back. I, I'll blow them up every now and then on like the Apple TV, and I'm like, wow, this looks way better yeah. than it did while I was editing it. And I, I and I kind of forget that you can be watching them on you know Apple TV, Roku, whatever, and like it's just one of those where I'm like, huh. Oh. I get lost sometimes in a display list where I'll be like, what am I doing? I'm supposed to, I should just be watching like regular TV right now. I I prefer people watching the Diz channel on big screen TVs, not our faces. Because oh, our heads aren't really that the big, and it's like, and oh, and a pimple. But that's actually a good point. Uh, pretty much all of the content on the Diz YouTube channel, unless it's using. Uh, unless it's using source material from Disney or Universal or another place, that's all, that stuff is usually 1080, but everything we shoot on the Diz is 4K, and it's not something we heavily promote in everything, but there are a lot of channels that are are still only shooting exclusively 1080, and I'm not trying to say they're not doing a great job. A lot of them absolutely are, but uh, if, if you have a 4K TV, smart TV, then you can really be taken advantage by watching all of our new videos and you know shooting on the cameras we do our sony a7s2s it's just, well, he's just name I mean, dropping like crazy <laughs> no i mean i'm just it's something about shooting on that specific dslr and a lot of dslrs it's, it's just it is so crisp and it's great our videos i think in some cases they stand out from many many others and uh don't want to scratch our own backs and but there's sometimes where we see a lot of our videos that they blow up and it's awesome to see. And then there's other ones that we're super proud about that then like tank after 2000 views. And, and like, I'll give a shout out. Rhino started the series and we still have a bunch more to come Our Disneyland essentials. And he's been doing them with vegan dining here. Like it is just <laughs> so well produced and, and it's just, they don't get the eyes on them because a lot of people don't know it's all over there. So yeah, and people are subscribing now. Oh, they're so. trickling Excellent. in. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so and when subscribe. are y'all going to Disneyland again? Um, we are leave leaving Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday, and we'll be there through the Oogie Boogie Bash, which is Tuesday. So we're coming back Wednesday. Cool, cool. So yeah, so if anyone wants to come say hello or sweet, okay, whatever. 
All right. Before we wrap up, there is something uh, I, I want to talk about because um, I've been noticing this more and more lately. And uh, every time there is a price increase, every time there is uh, what we would term a money grab by Disney, the question gets asked. At what point is it just going to be too much? And this has been an interesting summer. Now, I have been... I have been doing this for 22 years. Um, I have been selling Disney travel through Dreams Unlimited Travel for 20. And I will tell you, something's up. Something is up. Now, I cannot say definitively if we have reached that tipping point. But there are things that are happening that are unusual. For example, we had, I believe, the single largest price increase in annual passes in the uh, just recently, prior to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening, Galaxy Galaxy's Edge opening. And yet, all of a sudden, I'm getting inundated with emails from Disney about what a great value a silver pass is at $35 a month. Well, you just raise the prices to the point where a lot of people are saying, we can't do this. I have heard that more in the last few months. People actually saying, I didn't renew because the price was too high. And now they're trying to get people to buy silver passes. I do not believe we have ever seen the midday break ticket, which is saying it's a cheaper ticket if you come after 12 Mm -hmm. for the fall season. The fall season, folks. Food and wine. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Oh, it's flooded. Fall is flooded with events. Mickey's uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that Disney's package sales, pa- package sales to Walt Disney World are down significantly. I will tell you anecdotally that traffic in the parks is lower than we've seen it in a while. I will tell you, based on the last quarter's earnings report from Disney, they acknowledge the traffic over the summer, down. Now, revenue was up because per capita spending of the guests was higher. But the number of people coming in is lower. Now, there was a time that Disney would have you believe that the reason they were raising prices the way they were was in order to discourage people from coming to lower the crowds because that was the only way they could do it. Well, if that's the case, per capita spending is up, attendance is down. Why are we seeing all these discounts coming out, all these special tickets coming out, all this push for annual passes? And after all, didn't Galaxy's Edge just open? Wasn't this supposed to be the second coming? That the, we were going to be full. You were not going to be able to go anywhere near anything because Disney World was going to be crazy because of Galaxy's Edge. Same thing out in California. They are running discounts right now out in California I've never seen. They are desperate to get people into the parks. The 
the crowds are so good here right now, they just lifted all of the cast blockouts in September, from September 9th on. Oh, really? Mm. I didn't know oh, yeah. that. All cast blockouts for Hollywood Studios have been lifted. Wow. So, I'm wondering, is this because of recession concerns? I will tell you, historically speaking, uh, when, that, when, a, when a recession does happen, Disney usually starts seeing that about six to eight months before. And there is discussion that we could be heading into a recession. Uh, is it that people are waiting for the 50th anniversary in October of 2021? I mean, I've had a lot of conversation about that, especially with people booking or considering booking and all that. Um, so I think there was a lot of three, you know, a couple different fold situations. One is absolutely pricing. Um, I have a client I literally was helping last night. They need one night in October, like early in October, not a crazy time. They just need one night for a a particular event they're going to. Um, We ended up having to find Pop Century for $325 for that one night. So, which is... Pop? Whoa. I don't know what the problem was. Yeah, after taxes and everything, it had been $325. So, that was an issue. And that the jump to old QS was only about $150 more. So I was like, you know, do you want to do this kind of thing? And I ended up not taking it. I think they're staying off property. But um, so there was that crazy jump randomly for that one a uh, one night thing, which is weird because sometimes with the website, like you can put I'm looking for three nights and it's available. But if you're only looking for one night within that, it's suddenly not available. Um, so I don't know why that because they are trying to encourage the longer length of stay. Well, maybe that's it. They've it done that for a while. They wanted to yeah. increase that. Um, and sometimes I get people who I'll, I'll put them up one night who are flying in to do a Disney cruise i'll be like just stay on disney property for the one night and then go out there so they're getting priced out of that and then one of the other issues is a lot of my clients for this fall canceled because they wanted to avoid star wars and then they bumped the date up and they canceled because they didn't want to deal with the crowds that were coming and then a lot of people who are fans of star wars want to wait till january when both rides open because they don't want to do a trip now and then a trip again and then, of course, there's a lot of people waiting till the 50th anniversary. So I, you, that we're going to do a trip before Star Wars, not go next year, and they're planning to do something else like Alani or like Disney Paris or something random like that. And then they're coming back to do a huge trip for the 50th. So that seems to be what I've been hearing. But if it is price, I mean, you can't get away. You can't get away from the ticket price. But mm-hmm. what we're trying to do on the Diz, um, we're, we're starting it, we're reimagining um, how we're dealing with all property hotels to save people money. You still have to um, buy your tickets, but we're, we're looking at some all property hotels that are convenient, offer that added value. So like Disney Springs area hotels that you get your extra magic hours and, and things like that, but you get a deal. Like, I mean, you're talking $99 free parking. I mean, there are resort fees. These type of things add up, but you're not spending 300 something dollars for one night at mm-hmm. Pop Century. Yeah. And you We're- still have transportation. But hopefully, if it is, if it is people are concerned about the money, we're trying to give some, give some yeah. options to save money. Which that's one of the things. I mean, it's really sad on, on, for Disney and on that account because I know – 
you know, over 10 years ago, that was something that the Diz did was like off property stuff. And it was for like Howard Johnson and that kind of stuff for just those quick, like that was longer than 10 years ago. Right. Well, we're coming down for like a week and we really need that break or whatever from being able to do that. Now that's literally having to circle back around because now it's so expensive now to stay on property, even for one of the all-stars resorts. And you, actually don't get as many amenities in some of the all-star resorts as you get at a day's end because they don't they have microwaves they have refrigerators they have you know so they don't even have that at all well i think that this could end up being a perfect storm for them that's what i was about to say Go ahead. Well, that's. I think it is a perfect storm. I think it's everything that you were saying, and and even things we aren't even thinking of. But it's the pricing, it's the tickets, it is it is um, the storm that was swirling around the uncertainty with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and the opening. And who wants to come down in the hot heat of the summer and stand in line forever and not get to do the things that you want to do? If for value for the money, the vacation money, you want to be able to do the things that your family wants to do. And so if you're you're setting yourself up for failure if you're coming on opening day because you might not be able to ride that ride that your family wants to ride. So, okay, schedule it for a time that you likely would be able to. And, oh, by the way, Rise of the Resistance as well. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of people in here, too, are also uh, saying they've changed their reservation to wait for the 50th. And actually, yeah. I'm seeing a lot more people even saying they're waiting to 2022. So they're waiting for the year after that so that everything that was all announced at D23 and everything like that so all those things are open so they, they don't want to see it all with well walls. here's what I think mm-hmm. might end up happening though if as some are uh, suggesting that next year the economy is going to go into a recession well that's going to screw everything up for them mm-hmm. um, bad enough I think the next year the next 18 months is going to be Challenging for Disney World in particular as a result of all of this. Because what's the narrative been? What has the narrative been for the last five years? Too expensive, too crowded, taking too much work to plan a vacation. It, you have to plan where you're going to eat six months out. You've got to plan what attractions you're going to be on uh, mm-hmm. two months out. It's too much, too much, too much. And a little while ago, I talked about short-sightedness on Disney's part. It is not like this information was not available to them. It is not like social media and discussion boards and podcasts, ours and everybody else's, haven't been talking about this for years. They just didn't pay attention. And I think we are about to see the result of that, of that short-sightedness. Now, do I think this is a permanent thing? No, I do not. I do not. I know these folks are smart, and they are resourceful, and they will adjust. Now, it takes a while. It's a big ship. It doesn't turn. It's not very. Uh, it doesn't turn very quickly. But they will adjust. And of course, for us, we we're the benefici- beneficiaries of that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny too because you're saying the planning stuff. I'm thinking about that more and more. And then I was saying it seems like something like a concierge. Um, 
model like Dreams Unlimited Travel does with the people planning their vacations is really what they need because it's become so complicated. And Disney is clearly seeing that because they're releasing that Genie, mm-hmm. that Disney Genie planning app. And that, so they understand now that mm-hmm. it's getting too complicated for, for the average person. So they're trying to create these customizable mm-hmm. vacations. And I think they're going to also have to start injecting more of this stuff that says. Never trust you know, any value, app. You know? I'm sorry. Never trust any app. That isn't going to tell you the damn truth. Yeah. And if you think Disney is ever going to release an app that's going to tell you don't eat at that restaurant, you're high. You're high. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and, and as I said on Twitter, uh, they can't get what they have now to work. Oh, yeah. So I'm really not looking forward to the five-year learning curve we're going to go through yeah. with the next app they put out. But I do think there is an opportunity right now. I think crowds are lower. Mm-hmm. We're coming into a cooler time of year. I think eventually that narrative will get out, and the fans, the hardcore folks, will be the ones that will take advantage of it. What are you smirking at back there? Oh, nothing. Just reading comments and such. <laughs> we, uh, I actually renewed Ferris and Finley's annual passes today. Uh, Ferris is now an adult. Wow. Oh, my God. As, as you are. Ten plus. Oh. As you um, are a ten. So, sixteen, you know, over $1,600 for the both of them. And I usually just pay it, but I'm like, this time, like, let me go through the month to month. $135 a month. Well, but not, it's expensive. Yeah. I mean, that's yes. my thing. This year, um, you know, where I'm not here and working and doing this, I was fully prepared to go down to gold status this year because I just, you know, I'm like, I, and that's the thing is like, I live locally, and now because less people are coming, less people I know are coming, so I don't need to be going as much like on longer trips with family members and friends that are coming. So Disney's also not getting my money of me coming more often. And I think that's one of the things, too. And I think a big fix for them would be if they reduce down when you could book dining down to two months like they do out in California or like one month or two month whatever out in California they would see a lot more locals be able to do it because I would have to plan right now six months from now if I wanted as a local person for me and other friends of mine to eat at a lot of the restaurants like and if we can't get into the dining we're just gonna be like well you know what just forget it like we were gonna have like a day where we went but we gotta plan this so far out like so they kind of turn off locals with that and then also it's complicated for these other people who might cancel within, I mean, they still have five months before of cancellation time. So it's, it's a mess. Well, I remember 10 plus years ago, um, the only annual pass discounts you got were at world of Disney at downtown Disney. That mm-hmm. was it. I, yeah. I that was all that. you got. Yeah, true. And then 2008 happened. Then the economy tanked and all of a sudden they got visited by three ghosts in the middle of the night. And they woke up and said, oh, we need to start taking care of our annual pass holders. Now, I wondered, I think I even remember saying on a show at one point, I wonder how long this is going to last. Fortunately, they did learn something from that. And they said, you know what? We need to keep our pass holders happy. We need to keep our pass holders happy. So they have done really good with keeping those discounts going, Mm -hmm. in some cases expanding them. Um, Their VI pass holder events Although I think they're ridiculous, but at least they're it's moving a in the right direction. direction. That's um, great. The pass holder uh, express line uh, at the ticket turnstiles, um, they've, they've done well. But then they jacked the price up to the point where I have had a premier pass, which is both world and land, every year since it was offered until now. I couldn't justify it at $2,500. Hmm. Couldn't justify it. So I'm 
I'm a platinum now. I'm platinum too. I don't even do plus because I don't. No, I don't, I go, I don't do, do the water parks. Yeah, I don't do yeah. the water parks. Um, even though it works. So out. you know, I keep thinking if you're losing me, if you're losing me, and I do this crap for a living, and you're losing me with that, mm-hmm. you've made some bad choices. You've just made some bad choices. In the meantime, you're begging people to get into these parks. But you're making it more expensive. And you know what? Maybe time to walk back those that, that, that last ticket price increase. Maybe time to walk it back. Um, that's going to happen when rainbows come out of my ass. But <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I don't think this is a permanent thing. I think there will be adjustments. I hope the adjustments that are made or longer-term adjustments like that annual pass change I talked about, but I don't know. And I hope it's not a recession. <laughs> I certainly hope it's not. I certainly hope it's not, but right now, all the indicators that would normally suggest one are pointing in that direction. I'm hoping not, but we'll see. We'll see. be a very interesting year. be a very interesting year coming up. It's going to be a very interesting next three months. I mean, you know, you were just in Universal today, and you said you could have shot a cannon through the middle of it, and not hit anybody. Oh yeah, there was nobody or whatever. We literally, my my group, like we walked onto the new Hagrid's ride that just opened. Oh, my. Yeah, walk I think on. the wait was maybe ten minutes at most, but it was virtually a walk on. Yeah, so it was it was pretty dead. So it's amazing. So all right, that is going to do it for this episode of our show. We hope you enjoyed it, folks. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs> <laughs>